Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Nonprofit Lowdown. Today, my guest is Chijo Takeda, who is the founder of Dog Paw Studios, which is a firm dedicated to helping nonprofits improve their online presence and their website. So, welcome, Chijo. Thank you for having me. I'm truly honored. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. And actually, this is so great that we're talking because one of my personal pet peeves is nonprofit communications and websites. Because in my experience, they decide to put everything and the kitchen sink on their websites. And it's like, can we be real? No one is reading it. I mean, when I had a website, I'm sure my mom didn't even read it. So we're going to get into all those details. But before we get started, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started with Dog Paw Studios. So Dogpaw Studio was my way of transitioning from my earlier life. I was a teacher, I was a photographer. I wanted to do something where I can help other people realize something they want to do. And that was at the time, like in the late nineties was, okay, I think I need a website. And somebody else will say, I think I need a website too. The thing that's a website, I don't know what it is, but I need it. So I decided to just pick that chapter up in my life and teach myself how to do that. That's so great. So I understand that you have been working with for-profit companies and you recently made the transition to not-for-profit. Tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. So it started last summer where I started wondering, what am I doing with my work? Are we just building websites for people selling widgets and we build it and that's about it? And what are my kids gonna remember me doing? Are they gonna remember me as some web guy working on a computer or did he actually help people? And I decided, well, I wanted them to remember me as helping people. So over the course of the last year, I have adapted my experience with website messaging to cater it and adapt it specifically to how a nonprofit needs to tell a story so that people emotionally engage and join their mission. So talk to me about that because when we first spoke, you said that you went on a listening tour and I think you've spoken to 60 nonprofit leaders at this point. What have you learned after 60 conversations? Yeah, yesterday I think I hit conversation number 65 and I think I have at least another 20 booked. Basically, I want to know firsthand what it's like. And it kind of reminds me of that TV show, Undercover Boss, where if you're going to do work, you can't just isolate yourself in some 10th level office. You got to get down there and figure things out. And something that I read in a book by Anne Lamont called Bird by Bird, she says, if you want to know about people, you need to hear about them and you need to talk to people. So I decided to start this project thinking it'd be great if I can talk to a handful of people who run nonprofits and see what makes them tick. And it has just snowballed and snowballed. And after 65 conversations, I've learned that the number one thing the nonprofits struggle with is telling the story of what they do and how they do it in such a way that it's just absolutely clear and that allows people coming to their website or hearing their story, they become invited into the story. They can see themselves in the story from the way that it's told. And so that's what I'm trying to help them do is get to that point. Maybe this is TMI. You've initially, Rio, talked about there's all kinds of stuff on a website homepage. So I'm just going to share with everybody something that I found in my bathroom. <laughs> it says, who gives a crap? 
And this is a toilet paper roll. So I had to come out and ask my wife, where the heck did you get this thing? And they actually do 50% of the profits donated to help build toilets for people who need or who are in need. But there are so many things on nonprofit homepages and I look at it and go like, I don't give a crap now. I may give a crap about it later, but right now I'm struggling. I have a challenge in three seconds, invite me in. Yeah, I actually just did a training with a group of nonprofit leaders too. And the average time spent on a website is 58 seconds, right? So if you can't tell me in 58 seconds why I should care about your cause and why I should donate to you and what's in it for me, I'm out. And I have to say, as somebody who looks at Google Analytics a lot, the 58 seconds is the entire experience of the site. If you're talking about the, a landing page, just a single landing page, it could be three to eight seconds. You got to grab them. Yeah. So that's a, that's a tall order in our short attention span world. Let's talk a little bit about your framework because you and I, uh, I think we probably read a lot of the same books and you have a framework that is predicated on the hero's journey. So tell me a little bit more about how you think about storytelling and then we'll talk about how that translates to websites. So I love a good story. I love a good movie. And I think a lot of people love movies. And I tried to figure out what's the difference maker between someone sitting in one spot for two hours, riveted to something, engaged versus, oh, this is not worth my time. I'm just going to change the channel or get a different movie or I'm going to go for a walk. So why not take that hero's journey where there's a character in a story and the character is always trying to accomplish something but is challenged in that process but eventually figures it out a lot of times with the help of another character who comes along as a guide to help out, maybe a mentor. And you know there's gonna be a happy ending. So we wait for it and then there is that happy ending. So I think there's a way to take the challenge and then the process where the main character turns into the hero, so that's the hero's journey, and then to actually paint the picture of the success in the happy ending and put those three components on the website so that someone coming can see the entire thing within seconds and become engaged. So there are two things I want to tease out to what you said. So I've been thinking about this framework for a long time. So we see it in popular culture, like Luke Skywalker doing his thing. And all of a sudden, Obi-Wan comes and helps him become the Jedi Knight that he's meant to be, right? But that we need him as the hero Obi-Wan and Yoda as the guide and like a series of things that happens that shows him his greatness. Harry Potter is another example of regular kid who all of a sudden finds out that he is half wizard and he goes to Hogwarts and like becomes this great hero. So it's something that we see over and over again in popular culture. I'm wondering if you can talk about the big mistake that nonprofits often make in this hero's journey. Oh, yes, absolutely. Great point. And I love Yoda, by the way. A lot of people use Yoda as an example, and I use it heavily just because I love the character. I mean, who doesn't love Yoda? Yeah, who doesn't love Yoda? Here's the thing about the mistake that I see on a website, because that's my wheelhouse. People come to the website and they read the text on it. The language and what's being said on the homepage is what I'm calling organization or org-centric. It's being told from the perspective of the organization, the team, the board, the executive director. And there are things like, here's our mission statement. 
We've accomplished so many different things over the years because we were founded in 1975. It's all what I say, I think is org centric. And that doesn't invite the person coming to the site into the story because the person coming to the site is a potential corporate partner, a donor, a volunteer, or most importantly, someone that this organization can save, rescue, help, serve. And that's the story that needs to be told and put on the homepage so that the visitor can then engage with that. It's hard to engage with a mission statement slapped big and bold at the top of the homepage. I could not agree with you more. I often say that the way that most nonprofits have their homepage, it's like being stuck in the corner of a cocktail party with that guy who just wants to talk about himself. Like, me, 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 me. Enough about me. What do you think about me? Yes. And last I I checked, I I hate that guy. (laughs) Everyone hates that guy. Yeah, I don't like that guy either. I'm not buying that guy a drink. Absolutely not. For the very first time ever on Nonprofit Lowdown, we are actually going to do some website critiques. So we've had a couple folks who have submitted their website in advance. And so we're going to walk through their website and we're going to be very kind about it. But using this framework of the hero's journey, we're going to give them some tips about how they might improve their website. And hopefully it might give you all some ideas about how you might improve your website. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Chijo. Well, we're going to take the three. The first one is the Brooklyn Community Services. So again, yes, I do want to be very respectful. I feel privileged to have the opportunity to look at websites and hopefully my two cents can turn into more than that for the organization. So the things that I will say, I say with all due respect, the first thing that I want to talk about on this website is this top section. The top section of the website, there's a picture and it's called the hero section. Some web designers call this the hero image. And in here, this is really critical because there's research that shows that people, when they come to a website, they start on the upper left. In our culture, most people go left to right. So they go across the top. So this is prime real estate number one. And so having a donate button is great. And then they, what am I going to do now? Am I going to go back across the menu or am I going to look at the next thing? And studies show that people go diagonally across this first block of content. And then they go start from the left and go back to the right. So it's a Z pattern that they take over and over and over across a website. So when you come through the hero section, this is prime, prime screen real estate. You have to grab them within three to five seconds and convince them to become these raving fans and engage with your organization, your mission, actually join your mission, and then actually do something about it. So right now, there's a statement here, and this is a statement that I do see fairly often. I actually have a client who initially submitted a draft of what is called the heading that actually has these same words, where everyone can realize their full potential. So the first thing that I would suggest as a change, because right now you're saying Brooklyn Community Services envisions one Brooklyn community where everyone can realize their full potential. It leaves me with way too many questions to be answered. Wow, everyone? Like, are we talking everybody? But then I look at the picture and I see from my perspective, I'm just gonna take a guess, maybe this is a single mom. So do you serve single moms 
do you serve families that have young kids? Who is everyone? Then actually realize their full potential. This sounds really awesome. It sounds great. But does it pass the copy paste test? Can I copy and paste this onto another nonprofit's website and just do just as well? So it's missing the how. Who do you serve? Who is everyone? And actually, how do you do it? So without knowing fully myself, full disclosure, what Brooklyn Community Services does, I'm just going to throw out something. Well, maybe it says we envision a Brooklyn community where single moms can raise healthy kids. And the how statement, so I always like to put a second statement saying we provide resources to help them educate their kids in collaboration with their teachers or something, or help them with their homework. Whatever it may be, there needs to be a how. And then we can't waste this opportunity if you have engaged someone, we need a call to action. Right below this statement, there needs to be a call to action. And maybe it's a seek help button. And oftentimes I see buttons that say learn more or something along those lines. And instead, what if we put a button that said something like, get me help for my children. Call to action buttons, I think sometimes are too short. They just say donate, sign up. And by the way, there is a sign up here. And my critique of this is that there's so many questions still to be answered. And then you're expecting me to sign up to receive more news and updates, but I still don't know who you help or how you help them. So I think there needs to be a little more context. This is great to have the sign up, but there needs to be a little bit more context or information about what it is you do, how you do it, and invite me into the story before I hit a button that says sign up because I'm bombarded with buttons that say sign up all throughout my day. The last thing I want to talk about with this website is there's a section here that I noticed that says services we provide. The first thought I had was this sounds like what needs to be the priority. Yet, if you count down from the top, you have the hero section, the newsletter sign up block of content. This is the fourth block of content down the page. And I think this should be prioritized higher on the page. But in doing so, I would make a few tweaks. First of all, in my opinion, it's really hard to read a bunch of text in all bold, especially if it's light colored text on a photo. I'm not saying the photo's bad, but it does make it a little bit harder to read. And then, so now as a site visitor, I'm burning too many calories, services we provide. Oh, okay, this might answer my question. And then I go through here and I go, which one applies to my life? What's the problem that I'm having? Where is it? And I have to cruise around here and burn too many calories trying to figure out where to click. So I would transform this into maybe paring it down to fewer options and pick the top three and maybe put that in a better layout with icons, graphics, or photos. And I would put that right after the hero section. So now by the time they do get to, let's say, your request to have them give you their personal email so that you can send them stuff. Maybe they have a more of a reason to do that by that point. So that's my thought on this site. Just a quick technical thing, because I can't help myself. If you notice up here, it says not secure. So Google using Chrome is on a mission to point out websites that are not secure. They've publicly stated that years ago. And so 
this website, without getting too techie geeky on everybody, there's an issue here with the content and how it's presented on the page that is producing this message not secure. And so this could degrade your trust factor. And also, if you're worried about SEO and being found on Google searches, Google sends, uh, takes your ranking and lowers it if you get this signal. So by fixing this technically, you may be able to get in front of more people who are searching for the things that you provide. So that's the first website. So the next one I have is Birch Community Services. And here again, with all due respect, my two cents worth, the hero section has pictures that rotate through or slideshow or some people call them sliders. I think sliders are out because you only have three to five seconds. The attention span is getting less and less and less and less. And if you have pictures that are scrolling through here, I think it's distracting. And on top of that, again, with all due respect, it's hard for me within the slideshow is probably set to like a second and a half or something within that time frame to determine well, what's this picture about. It's a bunch of shoes, looks like maybe a grocery store, but then changes, there's a guy. So it's making me burn way too many calories trying to figure out why the heck these pictures are on here in the first place. And something that might help is to tackle this portion. Again, this is prime real estate right at the top of your homepage. And this, unfortunately, is repeating the same thing that's already up here. Putting this right here on the header, to me, in my opinion, is org-centric. Again, you're pushing out, this is who we are, this is who we are. These are the photos we think everybody should see. But as the site visitor, if I'm a potential volunteer, things have been really crummy in my life and people are struggling and this is a time for me, maybe I can volunteer. Maybe I can have a purpose in my life, but I don't know where to go because there's so many nonprofits out there and everybody's telling me to go to their nonprofit. Invite me into the story a little bit more. So again, you would have a heading, okay? I'm gonna try to be a little bit ignorant and not know what this organization does. So far, what I know is that there's something about families and there's a program, there's some shoes and maybe some food. So maybe the header says, do you envision a world where families can survive and thrive? If you ask a question, this person who's now looking at the site is now challenged and well, okay, I guess I have to come up with an answer. So now the person is thinking and now they're involved with your site already. And they're thinking in their mind, of course, I would want all families to be able to survive and thrive. Who wouldn't want that? Okay, so I'm in, you got my attention. And then tell them how. And again, I'm going to be innocent here, not knowing what this organization does, and maybe say something like, we provide shoes and food and things that many families can't afford because their paycheck only covers rent. So let me clear and not be cutesy on the homepage and philosophical, but let's just actually say, what the heck do you do? And make it a statement that passes the copy paste test. You can't copy and paste your statement on another nonprofit's website. Can I ask a follow-up question here? So would you say, let's say fear that we have of turning somebody off makes us too general and therefore doesn't help us turn the right people on? Would that be a fair assessment? 
That's totally fair. And this is where I am drawing on 20 years of working for for-profit businesses and their websites. Too many businesses tend to think, oh, I don't want to scare anybody off. I want to make sure I attract everybody. But by trying to attract everybody, you'll attract nobody because people don't know what you stand for. And so I'm applying it to the nonprofit thing. You have a specific mission, you have a specific cause, you have a way of doing what you do to help the people you help. Let's be absolutely clear in that so that don't think about it as scaring away other people that may not support that. You're gonna get raving fans for the people that finally understand what you do and go, oh, that's so awesome. I'm in, because I know exactly what you do, how you do it. And you'll get the tribe that you'll grow are the people that fully support you. And you don't have to waste your time with people who personally, they're not engaged with your specific cause. And that's okay. Yeah. One last question before we jump to the next website. What are your thoughts about all of the menus and the submenus versus what I know a lot of websites are moving towards now, which is no submenus and a long scroll. Do you have an opinion about that? Yeah, I call it the one pager. There is a lot of value in not confusing people with all these menu items. And again, all due respect, I count four dropdowns on this site. And so there's potentially too much energy and calories being burned trying to figure out where do I go? So the type of site that Rhea just mentioned, I call it a one pager where it's a long scrolling page of all the pertinent information. And so the answer is yes, I think that's really valuable. Valuable enough for me to focus right now with a lot of my clients on just working on the homepage. And then some clients will say, well, do we need to rebuild the site? Well, what if we were to just replace your entire site with one page? Let's put the full story on one page, not have them have to click somewhere else to go find it, but present them in order that you know will engage them and put call to action buttons all throughout the page. And we have a question coming in. If you do the one pager, do you recommend anchor links? Well, no, not by default. Some of it is kind of a personal preference, but what I notice when I see that, for example, what Ria's talking about is if someone or the person that's asking the question, they'll be on a website here, Maybe it says fast, fun facts. And when I click on this and then goes to some other page, and I think that's kind of weird because you're on a certain part of the page, you click and it goes right in front of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a time warp. And I think it's a little distracting. That's my personal slash professional opinion. Why not just put the content? Like if it's important enough and you put a link right here and then they have to scroll to the bottom of the page to see it, why don't you just put that content right here so they don't have to click and be scrolled into a time warp to go find it is what is my opinion. Yep. That's a good point. One more thing on here. This is kind of a remnant of um, old website stuff where everybody we used to put welcome to blank, blank, blank. I've been building sites since the late nineties and this is just how we used to do things. It's like, let's welcome them in. So my take on this is instead of putting a statement that says, welcome to Birch Community Services, why not put a statement there that actually mentally and with their heart welcomes them in? So for example, I'm just throwing stuff out there. We welcome families from all backgrounds with open arms. Like describe how you welcome them in. 
And then they can get that picture. Oh yeah, the open arms. Families from any background. Okay, it could be me. I'm not excluded, I'm welcome. And so that's the piece that I was gonna say about this one. Juju, could I also add one more thing? And this is just a personal pet peeve of mine. And again, no disrespect to anyone. I think investing in good photography is so important. Like we're visual creatures. If we're looking on a site for three seconds, a picture is worth a thousand words. And so, you know, invest in a professional photographer who can get you some beautiful pictures to tell the story of your organization. Would you agree? Yes, because pictures do tell a thousand words. And right now, if a photo is a good one, great. It's telling 1,000 great words. If a photo is bad, it's telling 1,000 bad words. And I'm a photographer. I'm biased too, because I've been a commercial editorial, you know, magazine photographer, photojournalist for almost 30 years with my other hat on. And yeah, it's important. I actually tell my clients when they send me photos or when I request photos, I say, just know that I am a professional photographer. And when you submit photos to me, I'm going to tell you straight out whether it's going to be something you use or not use and exactly why. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Maybe it was taken by a volunteer with a good heart, but we're talking about marketing here. We're talking about running an organization. We're talking about making a change. It, it has to be good. Yeah. And it can be done fairly cheaply. You can go to your local arts college and hire a graduate student or an intern. Good photographers are easily accessible for a couple hundred dollars and it makes such a difference. Yeah. Well worth the money. All right, let's jump to the last one and then we'll open it up for questions from the audience. Okay. This is the third and last one, less leg, more heart. And again, I don't want to upset anybody, but I have to just be totally honest. My first reaction was, okay, less leg, more heart, but the photo is of an arm. And again, I totally respect the people in the picture and their struggles and their disabilities, like it says on there and the intent to put the photo. But I just have to say, as a casual website viewer, just viewing the site, it kind of go, okay, what? And then the second thing I noticed is that, again, these are the statements I see most often. Dedicated to offloading suffering people who have been afflicted with disabilities. Okay, it sounds great, but can you take this portion and copy and paste it on another website who serves people with disabilities? and not necessarily the same type of disabilities as less leg, more heart serves. Again, still too many questions. Offloading suffering, what does that mean? I mean, it sounds great, but what does that actually mean? Let's be very, very clear. Do you provide them physical therapy for free? Do you actually have a clinic where people can come in with lesser resources and get physical therapy? Are there counselors? Those are the questions I'm wondering about. And then afflicted with disabilities. I'm wondering what kind of disabilities. So is it like people in the picture? But then it says less leg, more heart, but it's, a, it's an arm. And again, all due respect, those were the thoughts that came through my mind. And there's no call to action. The only call to action above the fold right now is this donate button. And I still do not have enough of an invitation into some kind of story to emotionally engage to give me the why to actually click this button. And then the second part I'll talk about with this website is what is less leg, more heart? And I'm going, yes. Okay. Now we're talking, I'm going to find out answers to my question, but now I have to read through a paragraph. If you look at the whole screen, 
What's the percentage of real estate that this very important content is taking up on the screen? Very, very little. And so I have to burn more calories to read through a paragraph. And I recommend using icons, graphics, photos, and breaking this down into more chunks. And then there's a testimonial on here, and I can get in and talk about testimonials for a couple hours just on this, but it's hidden. It's buried in this little tiny section of the site. I think it could serve a bigger purpose by displaying it not only bigger and taking up more screen real estate, but maybe a photo and highlighting this as a success story. Because again, when you watch a movie, you know there's gonna be a happy ending. So you wanna make sure that you describe and paint the picture of what is the happy ending story or the success that people can experience by working with less leg, more heart. Let's actually tell them, don't assume that people are gonna know what the happy ending is gonna be. So the happy endings usually come in testimonials somewhere. So this is a key opportunity to use a testimonial to show everybody, oh, that's what it's gonna look like. Okay, that happy ending, I have a disability. Okay, I want that happy ending. Or I have a relative that wants that happy ending, so I'm gonna go volunteer. Chijo, can I ask a question here? What would you recommend because I think a lot of people think about their website and there are multiple stakeholders, right? Like obviously the development department is focused on donations. The program folks might be focused on attracting more clients. Some other folks might be wanting to talk to volunteers. And so how do you ensure that you have clarity on a website when you have lots of different stakeholders and motivations? Yeah, great question. And I've had this question before. So Basically, translate into web speak, we're talking target audience. Like, who are you speaking to? Who is the audience that you're speaking to? So the, my take on that is across the donors, the volunteers, the different stakeholders that you just described, what is the commonality? What is the common engaging story that will resonate with all of them? So, for example, as the heading on the site, Earlier on another site, I said something like, um, do you envision a world where people with disabilities have a safe place to get physical therapy treatment or something like that? And I believe that resonates with the person seeking the help. It resonates with the person who is volunteering because it's all personal. Maybe they have a family member that's experienced that. Maybe they have a friend. Maybe it was a, a relative. If you're talking donors, why do people donate? Why do people give money to one cause over another? I believe there's some kind of personal connection somewhere because there's so many different places. And if I'm a donor and you're asking me, do I envision a world where everybody that has disabilities has a safe place to seek counseling or whatever it might say, that resonates with me. That's something that's true to my heart. I have personal experience in my family. And I don't want anybody else to go through the suffering that maybe my brother-in-law went through. So I have the means. I'm fortunate enough to have the means and I'm going to cut a check for $1,000 because that resonates with me. Well, and I would also say, Chijo, that I think people think of their website as they have to give everyone the information to donate or get involved. But to me, the website is the top of your funnel. You're just providing enough information for them to want to learn more. You don't need to give them all of the details. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I totally agree with you. It is a funnel. Another way to look at it is the work that nonprofits do 
it's all about relationships and people and real lives. For that matter, I was talking to somebody who work is in conservation and wildlife, but it's actually related to people's lives. It all comes down to the lives. And because it's tied to people's lives, you need to develop a relationship before someone can trust you. Again, I'm going to pull in like 20 years of working with businesses trying to sell widgets and turn leads into sales. The bigger the goal, let's say the more expensive the product that you're trying to sell, it takes more touch points. And if you're looking for a corporate partner, you're not talking a $20 check. You're talking something much bigger. You need to build this relationship and the website, like you said, is a place where it could be the first point of contact. And then it challenges people and gets them engaged to a point where, okay, now I do want, what's the next step? Tell me more. Then you can give them the second touch point, the third touch point. And by the time they hit the button that I see on websites that say donate or volunteer today, I think I saw that on one of these other sites. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. So like, this is like your first date and you're not going to ask yes. someone to marry you on, on the first date, right? This is just, right. you're looking good. You want to spruce up to make sure that there are other dates, but this is just opening the relationship. This is not the whole relationship. Oh yeah. That's a really cool way to say it because I mean, translate that to this website. I'm sorry that we have this particular one on the screen, but it's like, here you go. This is who I am. Here's like a 30,000 foot view of my personality, um, marry me. Yeah, that's right. Chew with your mouth closed, take a shower, but this is your first date. We have a question coming in from Carolina. Hey, thank you. And thank you for hosting this. If you go back to the first website, I had a question about where you recommend putting things that like are currently in the news, such if you scroll down like the second, like on coronavirus or like Black Lives Matter, where would you recommend that falls in the order of like importance? Okay, the short answer is if it's important enough, put it at the top. So we tend to look at things left to right. So if you want to drill down to a menu, put the most important menu item on the left and prioritize from the left to the right, also top to bottom. So you prioritize your content and your messaging from top to bottom. So the short answer to your question is, if this is important enough, put it up higher. Maybe not necessarily above the hero section, because again, I believe the hero section speaks to your overall long-term mission. And things like this kind of fall into the umbrella of your overall mission. So maybe it goes second. But the longer answer is, instead of putting a link here that says a special Black Lives Matter message from our executive director, which again, to me is org centric, it's the executive director speaking. Like, why should I listen to the executive director? What if this was worded slightly in a different way that gave a reason why I should click this? Maybe this says, we caught up with someone we helped the other day and she something, something with Black Lives Matter. Let's hear her story, right? So now the story is about someone who could be me looking at the site because I'm not the executive director. Chijo, where do you stand on the question of pop-up windows? Because I, of late, I've been yeah. to a lot of websites where like there's a pop-up window, like our message about Black Lives Matter. I'm like, okay. It sort of like hits you in the face. What do you think about that? Oh. I cringe. I don't like yeah. pop-ups. 
I don't like seeing them. I don't like clicking on them. I just hit the X and either get over it and have the willpower to continue looking at it, even though I was kind of put off by it or leave the site altogether. I mean, that's honestly what I personally do, but there are people who will tell you over and over and over marketers that will say they have data to show that pop-ups convert. I even heard one marketer tell me, when you set up a pop-up on a website, make sure you disable somehow the X to X that box because people are so ingrained and know there's that X that they'll just click it without reading anything. So make it disappear so they can't get away from the pop-up. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah. So in my opinion, I could care less about some data that shows that it converts. I would be more concerned about the people that I'm turning off, like I would be turned off. And instead put enough of the engaging message right here on the site so that they get it without having to look at a pop-up. I just want to go back to something you kept saying, Jijo. I want to make sure that we highlight for folks, which is I'm using calories to look at a website. What do you mean by that? And how can we make sure that we're conserving calories? Okay. So burning calories, when you're thinking about something, trying to decide on something, whether you're going to buy the red shoes or the blue shoes or the big car or the small car, you're burning calories, you're burning energy, trying to make that decision. And you don't have that luxury on a website when you have three to eight seconds to grab them. So conserving calories means give them information in such a way that avoids situations like more questions popping up in their mind that are unanswered, but put it clearly and then put the answer right here. So in other words, who's everyone? And then what is this full potential? What are you talking about? Are you talking about getting everybody a college scholarship? Or are you talking about getting everybody through high school? Or are you talking about just being good people? Answer the question and put it right here. So then the person has saved calories because it's so clear here and they have more calories that they can use for the rest of the content on your page. Yeah, that's really helpful. It has to be very, very clear what you're doing and you can't ask the person reading it to expend too much mental energy to try to figure it out. Let's ask this question, Joe. I talk about this a lot, which is executive directors and other folks in the organization are often cursed with knowing too much about their work. So how would you recommend that they get some help with thinking about how to explain what they do from an outsider perspective? Mm, awesome. That's kind of a sticking point with me. Again, I'm going to bring up that show. There's that show called Undercover Boss, where the boss of some big corporation finally sees firsthand, gets boots on the ground, and by the end of the show is teary-eyed, is granting college scholarships, donating $20,000 so their family can buy a car or whatever, right? And the re why did that person do that? Because the person went to the people and saw firsthand and listened to their stories, asked questions out of curiosity and just listened. And so I would recommend to executive directors or people running nonprofits, don't lose track of the why. Make sure you're delegating tasks and everything is great, but maybe you're volunteering. Maybe you're going around and having 
conversations. Maybe you're doing some kind of scheduled thing where you dedicate yourself to booking five calls per week with the people that you serve or the people that volunteer or the people that are currently donating and just listen, ask them a question, something like what gets you out of bed and then learn about them. So we're going to try to answer two last questions in the time that we have together. Takesha, do you want to ask your question? Sure. Thank you for this platform, Ria. My question to you is, is there a recommended minimum or maximum number of pages for a website? Yes. One. One minimum page. And I think you can do a lot with a homepage. I'm happy. So like thinking about my business, I had a client say, well, we need to rebuild the website. I said, I'm happy to rebuild it, but I think we can just replace your site with one page. It's going to cost you less. Let's just start with that and get the impact, get the engagement, get your organization to the next level. And then we can go from there. But your point in time, and I speak to a lot of small local type nonprofits that can do wonders. Stop thinking about grandiose, huge projects. And let's just do like the minimum you said, one. Love it. Like Marie Kondo says, one page to spark joy. That's it, people. All right, last question from Alba. Alba, what's your question? Hi, yeah. Two of the websites were human service organizations, and I think we probably suffer from the same problem, which is that we do so much, so many different kinds of programmings and reach so many different age groups. How do you know what to prioritize on that homepage when we struggle and how specific to be? Okay, so again, it's all about priority. And so the concrete example I can give you is, let's say, for example, you have five different campaigns or five different ways that you help people. It's going to have to be a decision made by the board and your team and say, what's the most important one right now? What's relevant to today? What is going to help the most people? We need to pick one because we can't multitask. I'm really bad at multitasking. I'm really bad at trying to focus on more than one thing at a time. And so are site visitors. You can't bombard them with all five. So I have my clients pick the one, and then we create a section on the homepage all around that one story, and then run with it for, let's say, a month or two. Then you have something that rotates through after two months. May I offer my two cents on that too, Chijo? Not an expert marketer like you, but I would say you actually do have one thing that you are talking about, which is transformation. There are different ways that your clients experience transformation, but the one idea is that somehow the work of your organization transforms people's lives for the positive. And I think if you can build it up to that one brand idea, the different tactical how is less important. So perfect. That's why I get paid the medium bucks, Chijo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really appreciate your being here. Any last thought our audience can take away as they're percolating on all these ideas that you presented? Yeah, I enjoy having these kind of conversations. So I, I would open it up to people reaching out to me on LinkedIn. And I just like having these. the more conversations I have, the more I learn and the more I can give back. Thank you so much, Gijo, for all of the information, all of the time. Thanks to the folks who gave us permission to look at your websites. We appreciate it. We hope we, it wasn't too difficult, but we're all here to help. I'm available. Gijo obviously is available. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Have a good one. 